Pacers running. Get yourself in the right pair of shoes. I'll tell you what, I was in the right pair of shoes this morning as I made the mistake of uh, racing Gavin to the bus stop. Normally, I walk, but I do have a good pair of Pacers running shoes, uh, some Brooks that they set me up with, and decided I'm going to give him a two mailbox head start. And then I ran, it was a big mistake with everything I, I've got going on health wise, but at least my feet were set, uh, for it. By the way, he beat me just barely. Um, I, I kind of pulled up at the end. So, but yeah, pulled pace was running for every run. What's that? No hammy, uh, pulled up, <laughs> you know, clutching no, my man. chest and my head, but yeah. uh, that's <laughs> old man problems. The, uh, what we're here to talk about in the game brought to you by Pacers running is the 2022 draft. Where do mm-hmm. we stand a year after one season through? Because you got to remember, it's been a, been a pretty you know long time since we were talking about these draft picks mm-hmm. when they were made. Some people weren't happy with several of them. Mm-hmm. Some people were ecstatic about some of these picks. Mm-mm. So where do we stand? Here a season afterwards. We're going to start with our first round pick, Jahan Dotson. Yeah. Pick 16th overall. Some people were pretty upset with this because a lot of people felt Jahan Dotson was a second round pick, Mm. not a first round pick. And Washington traded back. They gave up a guaranteed chance at Olave or Jameson Mm. Williams. Mm Mm-hmm. And picked a guy that some people, like said, had a lower grade and were kind of upset about it. How do you feel now about this, Trev? Uh, I'm ecstatic about it. He's a first-round pick. He was picked where he was supposed to be picked. Not going to lie, when the pick came in and all that process happening, I was I was kind of upset about it. Never heard of him. Only heard of him a little bit through uh, Josh Taylor, Penn State guy, college football mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Football on Twitter, if you guys want to follow. Great follow. Um that's the only reason why I heard about him. I uh, saw his highlights. I was like, okay, cool. Didn't think he was worthy of 16. Psh, he put on that commander's uniform. I'm happy. I day one. Day one. Because we had what? We missed like Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. And we had a chance to get these a couple of those guys. And we traded down this and that and got Jahan Dotson, a day two receiver. But he's a day one receiver. I'm, mm. I am not mad about that pick at all whatsoever. He missed some time. Do a hammy, but that's that's cool. It's it's a different league, college and football. Still ended up leading rookies and uh, right uh, reception touchdown receptions, right? And, and, yeah, and one of them was catching passes from Aaron Rodgers, and he was catching passes from everybody. So yeah, great pick. I, now I, I asked Trev first because Trev at the draft was <laughs> noticeably mad about this pick. Stoner, you were on the opposite end. You were mm-hmm. you were excited. Mm-hmm. You were pumped. Well, I was mostly excited because it was a wide receiver because mm-hmm. I had said the entire offseason that was their number one priority. And, yeah, I wanted Olave. I was like a lot of people. I thought that they would take Olave at 11. And then they traded back, and then the Saints took Olave. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of bummed about that. But I was just happy that they stuck with the idea of taking a receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll always say this. You can give a guy a grade whatever you want to grade, if he's the guy that you've been focused on Mm -hmm. and you've been trying to prepare for and you've been watching and you you say, this is our guy, go get him. If you have to reach around 10 picks, whatever, that's your guy, go get him. 
and he proved that he absolutely that's an A plus draft pick. Jahan Dotson was an A plus draft pick, and it'll probably uh, you know manifest later on too as the years mm-hmm. go along, and he may end up you know don't don't kill the messenger here. He may know. end up as McLaurin's replacement, you know, at the end of McLaurin's contract. And, you know, four years from now, My man when they Brian. have to make that decision, oh. are we going to give McLaurin another $100 million? Yes. Or are we going to give this <laughs> 27-year-old $100 million? They probably have to make that decision. So that's down the road. But, yeah, pair him with, with McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, and you've got yourself Zach some Mill. serious weapons. Dex Milne and Cam Sims and Diami. You know? <laughs> no, yeah, those three right there are a, a fantastic trio. Mm-hmm. So it was an A plus pick. Well, that's what they needed. That's what they they targeted their guy and they went and got him. And they went and got him. Yeah, I I was uh, I was one who was kind of more. You know, tell me if you're shocked by this on the fence on this one right crazy uh a little wait and see approach but i I agreed with stoner on there they wanted an offensive weapon they got an offensive weapon maybe Mm -hmm. not the guy people were expecting um but i was i was like okay let's see see you know see what he got says uh um gus bus uh mentioned i think it was Gus bus here uh, yes, to be honest, we didn't need Dotson to be a wide receiver one off the bat, just a mm-hmm. complimentary weapon, which is what he was this past year. I'm sure. And, and so, it was, and, and you're absolutely right. He just signed Terry McLaurin to a big deal. So you were looking for kind of that wide receiver two or even wide receiver three because you still had Curtis Samuel, mm-hmm. but you still wanted an offensive playmaker to kind of pair there and help your QB that you had just traded for mm-hmm. uh, who had a big arm. And Jahan Dotson, I think, more than did that and, and proved and and why I would I was kind of more excited about it after the fact is you trade trade uh you traded down, right? Yeah. So you got all you these got picks, picks in return. You got you and you're able to bolster because this is a team with a lot of holes that mm-hmm. you have to be able to put quality players into, and you're not always going to be able to do that through free agency. And they did pick up some solid draft uh players after. When they the, get a draft down, then they get a third and a fourth, I believe. And then they turn that fourth into two fifths. I believe mm-hmm. that's how it yeah. worked. But that third rounder, which they didn't even have a third rounder. Right. Because old Carson, because Wentz, Carson right? Wentz. And then they got a fourth rounder. Oh, plus, <laughs> plus they, you know, they still took that. What was it? 19th pick, 16th pick. Sorry. 16th what was that? With Jahan yeah. Dotson. Yeah. Yeah. So they still got that 16. There's only dropped five spots. They were confident they could still get their guy, the wide receiver. And then they got two draft picks, two more picks, the third and fourth round. Of course, Trev, he doesn't believe in draft picks, so no, he doesn't, especially third rounders. You know, I mean, yeah, for what? <laughs> yeah, no, you don't need those Terry McLaurins and Brian Robinsons. Yeah. Nah, oh, got yeah, don't get me started on the next few. Though. We yeah, already got we, we we are going to move on to the next few, but this yeah. is kind of um, uh, Gus Bus again here, kind of going with a kind of I think that what people wanted to go right. Gus Bus is asking if we got Kenny Pickett in the first and then someone like George Pickens in the second, a.k.a. the Steelers draft, mm-hmm. um, which is what a lot of people wanted. People wanted a QB in the first, even though the QB tr- class was awful, mm-hmm. uh, a QB in the first and then a wide receiver in the second. If we went that route, do you think would you prefer that over Dotson and Kenny Pickens or mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Kenny Pickett's probably the only yeah. QB who is of merit. 
uh, taken by the Steelers a couple picks after the fact at 18 there. That's tough. Yeah, I would say yes. I would, I would, I would like that combo rather than just take John Dotson because you have two players that can grow together at the same time and, and build that continuity. Yep. The Steelers, receiver. the Steelers, at least for now, their quarterback situation, okay. Yeah. We're good. Let's mm-hmm. address everything else. Yep. Our wide receiver one situation, okay. Good. Let's address everything else. So, yeah, in that sense, hindsight being 2020 and all. Yeah, I think yeah. I would rather have the Kenny Pickett, George Pickens yes. situation just because you have that quarterback that you know you're building around. Yeah. And whether it works out, that's another story, but at least you have that. And that's the most important part. So, yeah, mm. Pittsburgh did better than Washington in that sense. Yeah, in that sense. Yeah, I agree. Interesting. I think I probably stay away from uh, from drafting a QB last round or last year I wasn't wasn't a fan of any of, mm-hmm. uh, of them in the first um especially but, after going out and getting Carson Wentz I was just you know I I, I will well, get to the QB they that's did fair. Take, but that's fair if they had not if they had right. not already traded for Carson Wentz yeah. then this is what you want but mm-hmm, they sure. had already traded for Carson Wentz mm-hmm. so in that sense the no you don't draft a quarter yeah I was I was way off of the QB in the first round uh with the car especially with the Carson Wentz I was off before Carson Wentz I was doubling down when they when they picked up Carson Wentz because I was just like he's your he's your bridge QB you you see what you got in him and then you move forward so I wasn't really on the any of the QB ones there so let's move on from Jahan Dotson universally loved here on ref the district um maybe not as loved is the second round pick who mm-hmm. was injured after a few games. That's Fedarian Mathis, uh, which I think all of us, uh, we kind of posted about it and we talked about it. Not happy mm-hmm. with this pick when it happened. Where do you stand now, Trev? <laughs> I'm okay with it because of our Deron Payne situation, um, our defensive line as a whole situation. I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm not okay with it because he got hurt so fast and didn't really get to showcase. Did he even play in yeah. the regular season? It was, three, three snaps. Yeah, I'm, was, I'm looking at it right now. He played three snaps. But like all in practice and everything, like for what it's worth, looked like he was going to be, you know, uh, some very good help for us. And he still can possibly. Um, at the time, I was wondering why are we drafting a defensive tackle so high in the second mm-hmm. round? Mm-hmm. We have other needs to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, you can't count the eggs before they hatch. So the season happened. He got hurt. And it turns out we might need some depth on defensive line, depending on Ron Payne and everybody else coming up in the near future. So I'm not okay with it because he got hurt so fast. But I'm okay with it because in the long run, it might be helpful for us when it comes to defensive line help. So I think it is on the fence. His grade is obviously an incomplete because you didn't yeah. get to see him at all. But, but I'm, fra- I'm still I'm still just upset at the pick itself. Still to this day, I'm still upset that they drafted a defensive tackle. Nothing against Mathis. He might turn out to be a great player. That's fine. Right. But again, you drafted him with the idea that he's going to replace Payne. Now, if you turn around and sign Payne, right? Oh, I'm going to be... I'm going to be pissed off even more because again, now don't draft a guy in the second round 
to be a rotational player. You don't. You have more needs than that. You draft a guy in the second round who will play all the time. So not a defensive tackle, you know, a linebacker, a corner, mm-hmm. you know, a tight end, whatever it is, an offensive lineman. Lord, Lord knows we needed that this year or last year, right? So why didn't they get a guy who plays every single snap? Not a guy who plays forty percent of the snaps in the second well, round. Well, so I know five percent of the snaps in the second round. I think he was supposed to Either be our. Way. He was supposed to be our John Ridgeway. That's what he was supposed to be. Yeah, he was supposed to be. Well, look, you can get a John Ridgeway. I know, I know, I'm not saying you can't, but like I know that's uh-huh. why I, he was, Ridgeway was a fifth round pick. So, but then right. placed on but a practice like, squad know, that but, Washington picked up. But the them telling, with them drafting him second round. Mm-hmm. told all of us at the time that like wait a minute not i mean of course they know something we don't know but like they know something that they aren't letting out the bag right now like there's got to be some kind of strategy behind this picking a d tackle in second round right and i thought they knew that they were potentially going to lose to ron Payne before he even took the first snap right so, then the guy goes out and has a pro bowl yeah, year exactly and now, now we're, we're talking about here. giving him 25 million dollars a year and keeping John Ridgeway, and and then and we're talking about that too. So it's like, where's Fedarian Mathis fit in? So it, yeah, it's it's kind of like a double edged sword. Cool because we got depth, but now our starter played, and now we're like, oh, maybe we should resign him. Yeah. If not, we got John Ridgeway, who obviously did work for us too. So it's like, what do we do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so it's an incomplete. It's not fair to be able to judge him. Injuries are not players' faults. It happens. Right, unless you go down a water slide and yeah. injure yourself, but but <laughs> uh, but it's not his fault that he got injured, so it's hard to judge him on it that. Is. But I'm just I'm just not happy with using a second rounder on a defensive tackle, regardless of who it was, mm-hmm. Mathis or or whomever. I mean, if you got Aaron Donald, that'd be a different story. That's good, but say. you know you don't have that. So, and again, we talked about this in previous shows. If you let pain go, then that pick becomes more understandable, like Trev was just saying. Yeah. It's it's a strategy to replace a guy who's going to make, in the second round, who's going to make $3 million this year, as mm-hmm. opposed to Payne, who's going to make $23 million this year. Mm-hmm. you gotta, you got to move that cap space around, and payne has got to go. He's got to go for cap reasons, not for play reasons, for cap reasons. He gone. He better right. go. <laughs> yeah, so, so I was very upset with the pick. I was mm-hmm. I, there's a video of me there. I was hoping mm-hmm. for Brisker, who ended up being the very next pick by the Chicago mm-hmm. Bears. Um, and Brisker did very well. His his rookie year played the full mm-hmm. thing, wasn't injured. Again, yeah. injuries not Mathis's problem. But I did think that a safety was more important, or a lot of people were thinking linebacker. The next linebacker taken was Troy Anderson uh to Atlanta. So maybe not missing out, you know, too much there. But there's also a bunch of uh, reasonable offensive linemen here, and and uh, still on the board at this point. So I I, I do agree, Stoner. It is going to be incomplete, especially because we haven't seen the full thing. I did talk myself into it because he had to, like, they drafted him to replace Ionitis and. Um, Tim Settle, fifty-five percent of the snaps. You know how much they love that five-two lineup, and that he was supposed to be there, kind of mm-hmm. run stuffing while Payne and Allen go in and uh, and get after the quarterback. Didn't come to fruition. We'll see what he does in a second year. I probably still. This is probably one of the ones that I would 
go ahead and um this is one I would want to redo. I think that they yeah, would they I'll would be better that. off doing a redo. Uh yeah. notable players before the yeah, pick. I'm not sure why I'd look before, before but uh before Mathis, um uh Ojabo for our, an oh, edge for the again. Ravens was picked too before him. Pascal for a defensive end for the Detroit Lions. Mechie, mm. wide receiver to Houston. Oh, he's got cancer. Yeah. Um, Andrew Booth, cornerback for the Vikings. Mm. Oh, he, he was pretty good this year. He played quite a bit. Yeah. But so. we'll we'll see. We'll see if that, again, if he ends up having a really good year and Payne leaves, then you're going to look at that as, as a bold looking ahead strategy that at the time, at least me, didn't understand. And didn't agree with. Yeah. But if they yeah, signed Payne. I had to Payne, talk myself into it. Yeah, if they signed uh, Payne, then we're going to be did, that pick. I never did talk myself into that one. Nor the next one. Nor, the, the, nor the next one. The yeah, next yeah. one was a big was one that one. notoriously I called my least favorite pick over mm-hmm. and over. Even oh, yeah. Season, <laughs> I think like, Ryan Robinson was yeah. my least favorite pick of this 2022 yeah. draft, even over Fedarian Mathis, who I just said I'd I'd <laughs> I, I would redo that pick in a heartbeat. Brian Robinson, taken in the third round by Washington, uh, earns the starting job in preseason, gets shot in D.C., uh, comes back after four or five weeks there and rushes for 797 yards on 205 tries. That's just shy of four yards a carry. Uh, only two really touchdowns on the on the ground there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what what do you guys think? What what were your thoughts when the pick was made, Trev? And what are you thinking about it now? When they made the pick, I was like, "Oh, S word! I forgot all about this dude at Alabama." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number two, why are we drafting a running back this early? Mm-hmm. Number three, we need this kind of guy because I was never sold on Gibby being running back one for the entire for the rest of the way. It's just something about Gibby that he just does not bring that physical, hard nose ground and pound run that every yeah. football team in the NFL has at least at some point. And we we never had that. We had elusive backs trying to make them hard nose runners, and it just didn't work out. So I was like, oh, well, if we're going to take a running back. And right now, Brian Robinson, I forgot all about him. He was a bulldozer at Bama. I was cool with it. I was cool with it. I even said running back one when he got drafted. I was like, there's no reason why they're drafting this dude this high if they don't have future plans for Gibby or they're not quite certain about it, just like for Darren Mathis in round two. So, But I was cool. I was better about happy about this than I was for Darren Mathis. I hated it. I know I, both I, of you I, did. I, both of you guys hated it. Hated it. And I still, it. I still, in a way, yep. I still hate there it. Goes okay. I, I still kind of hate it because, again, it wasn't a position of need. Okay. Whether you thought Gibby was running back one or not, he still has tons of talent. Okay. Yeah. And with what you have decided you're going to do in this offseason, we're going to go pay $27 million for a quarterback. We're going to draft Jahan Dotson in the first round, right? We're throwing the ball. That's what our <laughs> identity is going to be. Now I'm going to go get a, a, a bull rush uh, running back. Third for downs, maybe. Yeah, but but he only came into prominence when they just decided that they were going to run the ball all the time. 
because obviously they couldn't pass it because they didn't have the quarterback. Not because all of a sudden he has this great talent. I mean, look, what he did was needed, but not at the beginning of the year. It was needed because they didn't have the line to protect the quarterback and they didn't have the line to open big holes so he could just bull rush through those holes and get some first downs. I still don't like it. I still don't think it was the right pick. What if they had taken an offensive lineman there? Then you wouldn't need the type of running back Brian Robinson is. Yeah, but what if the offensive okay? lineman didn't pan out? It's always a, it's I know, I know. But if an offensive lineman was as successful as Brian Robinson was as a running back, you've got a corner piece, right? Yeah. And next, you, next, uh, next you know lineman I mean? taken was Logan Bruss from Wisconsin went <laughs> to L.A. Rams. Hmm. That doesn't but, fix Gibby's fumble issues. That doesn't fix Gibby's. He, didn't fun, he doesn't have fumble issues. He didn't fumble one time all year. That's one now, year out of how many? Not one time. Last uh, he, year he fumbled like four times. The year before that, like I don't one. care. Anyways, okay. <laughs> the, fumbling thing, the fumbling thing. The fumbling thing is way it overblown. It yeah. doesn't help him dance before he attacks the hole and then gets a two yard game. That's true. That's so like, true. I mean, B. Rob just put his nose down and ran the ball. He didn't dance. He didn't. He saw because, the hole. And right, it. and that's fine. But it was we successful probably, because that's what the team decided to do. Because they couldn't because throw he the was ball. Carrying bodies ten yards down the field. Yeah, Not that's because right. Also, we had to run all the time, though. Good, it's all good for Gibby him. Stay healthy. And Gibby is a slot receiver. He, he's, I don't know why we try to turn him to a running mm-hmm. back one, and it's just not. We have a I mean, the guy ran for back to back a thousand yards. I mean, well, because we didn't have another running back. We had Jared Patterson and Jaden McKissick. That was okay. it. So he that was like the end of the choice. But now we have a true running back. We're not converting somebody from his position in college to somebody different in, in his first year as a, a pro in the NFL. You know what I mean? He was a slot receiver in Memphis and a returner. We brought him here and made him RB1. You're going to hate what I'm about to say. All right, go to the okay. next player. I want to hear it. Go to the next player. <laughs> Brian Robinson. Oh, my God. Y'all be ready. Stoner, y'all be ready. When Stoner bites his fingers, <laughs> Nathan got the exit button ready. Look, <laughs> I'm, I'm making him okay. solo for this one. Oh god, Brian Robinson. Oh god, is a jag. Okay, I cannot believe he's he's Nathan. I'm no Nathan. He averages he averaged less than four yards a carry. And he got shot in the leg, Stoner. Okay, he got shot in the leg, and therefore he's a jag. I hate to say it. What he did to overcome the shooting is amazing. And what and what he did, what he did was okay. He you know what I mean? Like he had some great runs and he did some really good things. But he averaged four yards a carry and got you two touchdowns. Well, how many receiving? At least one. Maybe just one. I'm glad Trev's muted. That's what you get for messing around with your settings. <laughs> He He's had done. one receiving touchdown. So he had three three touchdowns on You're the year. Only 60 yards uh, receiving to, to the 790. I'm sorry. We're going to be here to the end of the show. Can we just go to the next player? Oh, <laughs> my I'm Lord. sorry, but that's we'll what he about. is right now. He's not. He can get um, you the tough yards. Good um, for him. There are a lot okay. of guys who can do that. Trout, Listen, Trout here. Get... Stoner's new worst take of the year. Hey, uh, Adam, Trev is dead. Trout, <laughs> Trout said, put it in the books. Uh, TJ, I thought Trev was the worst. <laughs> you just took the cake. I'm just, I, I'm just saying, what did he do 
that stood out other than he had some of those. He revived our running game, bro. You kidding me? He was a crucial part of that 98 yard touchdown drive led by none other than Carson Wentz in the Cleveland game. Yeah, yeah. A lot of guys can do that. He did more than what Gibby did for us this year. And I don't care who says it. No, he didn't. Running wise, running back wise, not scoring touchdowns, but as being a true running back that we thought Gibby was supposed to be. His overall production didn't. He Rob came and took that job from Antonio Gibson, bro, and he's a jag. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think think that he fits the running style more for what. Yes. Listen, that whole running that they want to be a running team is such BS. No, not that. They had to become a running team because of their quarterback and offensive line. North and south, though, not east and west like Gibby does. We needed a a north and south runner, bro. We did. Gibby is not carrying 10 people on his back, bro. He's not doing it. In that respect, he was he was not a jag. How's that? In that Gibson respect, jag is Gibson, Gibson, Gibson ended up the year with Gibson nearly nine hundred yards from scrimmage, so he does beat out uh, Brian Robinson from scrimmage there, and then of course he uh, had more shot. touchdowns as well. Five. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Playing. I get that that he, he was shot. Get, like I'm not going to go as far as what Stoner said, the, but yeah, now Gus Bus here brings up. You know, a fair point. Oh, Gus is a bandwagon. Gus Bus, <laughs> I actually sort of agree with Stoner. I bet everyone a hundred dollars each that B Rob doesn't make it to a contract extension. Oh, he's no. suitable now for now, but he's replaceable in three years. No, he's and not. And that last part mm-hmm. is why I just didn't understand it. Wow. We, you have, you have Gibson who ran for back back thousand yards. You have JD McKissick Barely. who came back to you as that third down back. Why are we spending a third round draft pick? Because on a, on a position that is devalued on Brian Robinson, who, well, again, not going to go as far as Stoner to call him a jag. Oh my god! But Almost running up. backs, you know, they the position is so devalued. <laughs> you can get a good look at a kid who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl as a seventh round pick that is starting for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take a running He's back nice. at. Uh, at, at three the th- in the third round, well, you was don't he the have best to. player available at, the th- at that time because that's also a key in the draft. Oh well, that's you know you know that's how they they typically phrase it, right? As like you know that was he was the he was the best player on the the draft here. Uh, you got some defensive ends there. You got uh, some tight ends. How about yeah. some inside linebackers yeah. with Channing Tindall, some- who was a oh. Georgia product as well. Leo yeah. Chanel, who's now in the uh, starting for or playing significant time there for the Chiefs out of Wisconsin as an inside linebacker. I mean, these are the players taken directly after mm-hmm. Brian Robinson. I, yeah, I, that's fine. I'm, I'm, that Chiefs I'm probably, linebacker is the Jimmy, it's the Chiefs. And you got <laughs> Pacheco for the Chiefs, right? The running back, the seventh rounder, I believe he was, right? He's only a starting because Edwards Hilaire was injured, but go ahead. Right, exactly. Still starting. And Edwards Hilaire is a stud. And when was he selected? Probably Wasn't third he round. A seventh second? round. Who? No, I'm oh, talking no. about Clyde Delaire was a yeah. late first, first or first early round. second. I think it was first. He was yeah, a very he early, was. right? And they got a guy who can do what he can do in the seventh round. Right? That's my point. They wasted a pick on CEH when you have Pacheco. You know, it was a year later, but I'm just saying just the example of first you round can 2020 find, draft. Yeah, you can find a guy in the seventh round to do that job. It's Maybe. not an important job. 
So using a third rounder on a guy, I think what was ludicrous. Okay. Yeah. The, the kid from Atlanta, the Algier, yep. right. Who ended up leading Atlanta and rushing, I believe maybe Patterson. And we beat him. Uh, did. <laughs> right? But that's just, that's my mindset. It's nothing against Brian Robinson. Yep. Mariota throwing running back the in the third round. That's I just didn't like drafting a, a running back. Not this team. Maybe another team might need that because they got nothing. But we had serviceable running backs. Yeah, and if you're going to be back. a passing team, you don't need a north-south runner. You do for play action, bro. You no, do. you don't. You, you don't. You can play action with Gibson. You can play action with JD McKissick. You don't. Now you don't. Again, at this point in time, you don't know that Jaden McKissick is going to have a second neck injury, right, right? right? And again, even if you wanted a, even if you wanted to add a third running back to the mix, you don't need to take one in the third round. There were other yeah, positions right. I valued more, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to double down on this. Is still my least favorite pick from 2022. Absolutely. I Absolutely. It. I I really like Brian Robinson. You Love guys him. see how much I get yeah. excited when he's dragging bodies. Yeah, there was exactly. this award apparently that was just like like tough runners or something like this that the uh, the NFL does. Brian yeah, Robinson angry was le- yeah. angry, uh, angry runs. Brian Robinson was left off this list. Like I get oh, that really? it was a weekly thing. They showed like a, 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 a an angry run from that week and that person won it. Somehow he didn't win any of those. Um but that guy, he's an angry runner, and he's dragging bodies. And I like him. And if he, we drafted him in the fifth round, then, know, after then we're Col- talking instead right? of Cole Turner, then I'm like, cool, like right, let's that's go. right. Not but in a third. third round, I I wanted somebody who was going to be not replaced in three years, like we're talking about right. with running back and Brian Robinson, and also running backs, like, just like with um, the other positions that we've been talking about, defensive tackle. Running backs are not every down players like an offensive lineman would be, like a linebacker would be, like a corner or safety or whatever. There are other needs that they had. A running back doesn't play every down. So you have to figure out the value on these guys. You value the guys who play every down a lot higher than you do guys who are part-time players. So I thought they should have gone with uh, an offensive lineman there or a linebacker. I mean, they – I was screaming linebacker, second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round. Got to get a linebacker, and they never did. Gus Bus asking, what would a successful sophomore year be for Brian Robinson? And I'm going to ask you guys, would a successful year from Brian Robinson, sophomore year from Brian Robinson, make you change your mind about picking him up in the third round from last year? It's got to be a 1,000-yard rusher with at least double-digit touchdowns. Double-digit touchdowns? That's That's – that's a little strong, but thousand thousand yards. If but Justin Fields can do it almost in running back. We need we need we need him to be able to be a threat in the passing game. Why? As well as the running game. We have Gibby. That's because what Gibby's there for. So you can't have a one dimension running back anymore in the NFL. You can't you, you can't, can't no, put in a guy who's oh, you can't you have can. Mike Allstott I, who's just gonna be running up, right? You Green Bay kind of does it. it is only there for two to three yards. Okay, Trev. Green you Bay kind of be able it. to go out. On those play actions and leak out. Green Bay kind of does it. They don't, Trev. Yes, Dylan barely catches screens more like less than, than Aaron Jones. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. Aaron, you know Dylan's the ground and pound, and Aaron Jones is the east-west screen guy, and it works. So you can do that with us. B Rob's the ground and pound guy. You got Gibby, who's already a pass catching back from college, can do that. And it works. How many, how many catches did Dylan have? 
I've, I've thought, not that uh, many. That's what I'm saying. He Dylan's a ground and pound. And I'm Aaron Jones is the Aaron Jones. I'm looking at what Green Bay's doing. You can go ahead and look it up. They also like, have I bet Aaron Rodgers. a lot more than you think. Yeah. Like like they do in Detroit. I, as, as, a, as DeAndre Swift was, I know he's elusive, but he was the ground and pound guy. And and Jamal Williams was the screen screen guy. It can happen. That's how it works. That, you that's have, not you, true. You're you, making you stuff can up, have one. I'm not making stuff up. I watch football. You can have one who is a predominant runner, but they still have to be a pass catching threat. Yeah, Brian, but like Brian Robinson was not a pass catching threat, which is fine. Not, we had we had more. You can't the go in. Uh, this is the Scott Turner problem, right? You can't run the ball sixty to seventy percent of the time on you first do down. You can't sit there and make a personnel switch yeah. and yeah. automatically like th- there was more surprise when JD McKissick or. You know, you had Jonathan Williams back there, you know, running on third down when you're like, oh, it's a passing down. And then all of a sudden they're getting 10 yards because no one expects them to run. Every time Brian Robinson was in there, you expected them to run the ball. Well, and if, he, it, if they didn't, Brian Robinson was at least an okay uh, pass blocker. It, was, it looks Every, like uh, Stoner has the stat ready. Come on, bro. You guys really think that when they see Derrick Henry in the backfield, they're like, oh, he might be pass catching. We don't know yet. It's like, no, guys, come on. Eight times out of ten, he's grounding. Naming a guy who's got a two thousand yard. I'm just saying he's a he's a power running back, no matter the size. It can happen. We can use that system. I'm not saying go ever, but B Rob should not be his game should not be solely focused on like the pass catching. It should be more no, ground and pounding and hitting the roll. It's and, both. And develop it. But you got – give me back there to pass catch. 28 receptions for A.J. Dillon. That's it. 28. And can I tell you something? Yeah. He had a higher per catch average than Aaron Jones. Well, yeah, because it's less passes. Hello? Can I also tell you something? <laughs> yes. Aaron Jones had a better yards per carry average. Probably less carries than Dillon. No. A lot more. Okay. <laughs> it can, my point is it could work with the two different style running back system. They don't have mm-hmm. to be like, yes, necessarily one-dimensional, but B-Rob is fine. Don't incorp- don't get him past catching and all this stuff, and you got somebody to do that already. He's already mm-hmm. he can do it a little bit, but don't ask him to do it more. We need somebody to ground and pound. We don't want another Gibby, another J.D. McKissick. We'll be all right. If all right. he can, If he can <laughs> have the ground and pound and – that's yes, but majority ground That's the, the beginning. That's fine. He's got to be more. So let's go back to the successful year here. Raymond says B Rob can get a thousand yeah. yards easy, seven touchdowns, and, and catch, catch the ball too. Yes. Joseph saying okay. eleven hundred yards and nine touchdowns for a successful season. It's, I think that he's not going to have that six, many yards. I, I think he can break a thousand. I don't think so. He was at he was at eight hundred and missed four games. All right, four thousand. You're right. There's seventeen yeah. games now. Yeah, I, 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 I think it, he so. can break. I mean, it's, it's like sixty nine yards a game. It's not it's not that hard to do. Uh, well, right. I know I know I say that, and then still <laughs> like less than half the starting running backs get there. But I, I think that would be successful. Eleven hundred nine touchdowns, even if it's eleven hundred, you know, from scrimmage. That's his passing. That's his catching and his running, and nine total touchdowns. I think that's a very successful that's sophomore what, season. That's what we need to talk about. Total yards. I, yeah. Total I still would not like the pick on that. If that's if that's what he ends up with next year, I, I don't change my mind that picking him up picking him up was the was the wrong thing. If he goes off on like seventeen hundred yards and like fifteen touchdowns, then yeah. I might be like, I'm an idiot. Right. 
and Brian Robinson was the right choice. But right now, he is another he's another redo pick for me. Get get him uh, Aaron Jones type uh, usage. That's what I would like to see him um, be. You know, he had no. what did Aaron Jones had two almost three hundred touches. That's what I want combined rushing and receiving. That that's the kind of back that he needs to be to be successful as a third rounder. By the way, Aaron Jones fifth rounder. Just saying. Again, value later in the draft. A fourth rounder is Percy Butler. Keep him. Uh, safety. Uh, didn't really get a whole lot of playing time mm. on the defensive side of <laughs> the ball. Keep him. Um, but he uh, he definitely started making a name for himself on special teams. Mm-hmm. He was probably one of the ones that I think people were most hyped about. The name mm-hmm. that I heard all the time. Oh, I love Percy Butler. Percy Butler is going to, you know, shine and he's going to do some great things for Washington because they yeah. need this coverage safety. And then the season happened and and he was kind of nowhere. Now, he's a fourth rounder. You don't necessarily expect him to crack the starting roster. Uh, mm-hmm. Defoe came out and started playing uh, above his draft grade from just a couple of years before. Yep. So what do you think, Trev? You get, we kind of had a heated dis- discussion on Brian Robinson, our third round pick, but our fourth round pick, you're saying keep him. Is there anything that you would do differently with uh, Percy Butler? No, nah, keep him. Keep him uh, special teams ace as he's been this past year and then work, him, work his way to defensive back room. Um, we don't have Chris Harris anymore, so it's going to be a fresh start pretty much for the whole DB back room. Um, I'm not saying get rid of him. Maybe he can grow. Last year he was too raw to be a starting safety NFL. I mean, he really was. So they worked him in on special teams, and he did great. Get him activated. How fast the game is. I'm not worried about. It. I mean, it's what fourth round you said? Fourth round mm-hmm. pick safety. We need a safety. Probably should have got Brisker in the third round, like Nathan wanted, or second round. That was cool. But I guess he was the highest graded safety left. I really don't know. But ooh, he did not. Troy Apke, they He came back. Okay, <laughs> Troy Hapke's back. He's a mentor for Butler. It's what it is. Nah, it is what it is. Fourth round pick safety. He might be our next Jeremy Reeves. Who knows? You know, it might be a safety by name, but special teams by trade. So who knows? Yeah. I, yeah. I think uh, as Gilly uh, points out here, uh, most likely oh, no. replace Bobby McCain with Percy Butler. I like Bobby in the slot now. He moved to the slot and he, he did pretty well there. Bobby McCain is, is, is versatile. So yeah. you have that. But uh, one of the big things that we heard about Percy Butler was his coverage skills mm-hmm. if he develops now we don't have harris to be the coach for the dbs mm-hmm. anymore but uh right. stoner you didn't think that was a big deal anyway so where where you yeah. stand here with a uh with percy butler and not having uh chris harris coaching i don't yeah i don't think the chris harris deal is that big of a deal anyway he's just a position coach and and that's fine he, he's probably going to be good but i don't think losing a position coach is all of a sudden going to make your position just all of a sudden. There's plenty of good coaches out there. You got to find them. I mean, whoever dropped, that is, we dropped Mills, and all of a sudden our defensive line started playing better. So I mean, yeah. they have some impact. Well, yeah, they ha- they obviously have impact. But our what defense I'm saying, is top five past three years. By losing him, I don't think that that just means that they're going to drop off. Okay, so that's that's the Chris Harris deal. I loved the pick. I was one of those that was said this was my favorite pick of the of the draft but then all of a sudden that's because we didn't see the Derek Forrest yeah we didn't yeah we know yeah, he was injured the year before so we didn't really get a chance to see I him did not play. See that. I think he was a 
fifth rounder Forrest was the previous year. I remember, but I want to. might have been fourth also, but no, he was was fifth or seventh is what I want to say. The most clout he got was when he uh, unfollowed Let Maul Tell It. Remember that whole thing? (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) He was more more social media person than he was football player when he first got here, so. Yep, but but the emergence of he him was a and fifth then, rounder in the twenty twenty one draft, and then yeah. you put and then you put McCain in the slot, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you you cut down on all of those big plays that they seem to have. But having the emergence of those guys, who knows what that means for Percy Butler going forward? But yeah, right. obviously he's going to be on this team for the next few years, and see if he becomes the guy who replaces McCain mm-hmm. as as somebody suggested there. He's Gilly. Yeah, but uh, Percy Butler was a good pick. He didn't disappoint. He just all of a sudden found himself behind the eight ball, behind guys who were fourth, playing extremely fourth well. on the safety chart yeah, there yeah. with Bobby Maybe McCain, even with, uh, Cam Curl, and uh, yeah, I would. I you're right in some way because Reeves was your special teams ace, so you're you're you were definitely going to see him always dress and Percy Butler. You know, with someone who was having to fight in to to get to some dress time there, mm-hmm. uh, but I, as far as like true safeties, uh, not talking just special teams, you're right. I mean, he's behind McCain, he's behind Cam Curl, he's behind Defoe, and then Percy Butler is kind of like that guy who you're like, okay, well now you're going to be fighting for a roster spot. Reeves had an All Pro year and on special teams, and maybe Percy Butler is like you said that Reeves replacement. I think this was an okay pick. I we I wanted a safety. I did not expect Derek Forrest to be uh, this ex- electric player. I'm not yeah, saying well, he's great, um, right. but he we talked about this when we we're talking about signing Cam Curl, right? Derek Derek Forrest if he continues playing at the level he is and continues to progress even. He is going to end up earning more money than Cam Curl. Because yeah, Defo has those highlight plays. Cam Curl mm-hmm. doesn't have the highlight plays. Defo right. does. Mm-hmm. And so whether or not Percy Butler is going to supplant one of those guys, maybe they don't pay Cam Curl. And Percy or Butler may- then has to kind of come in and and and, uh, and play. And, this is going to be something we'll, we'll see. And so. maybe they don't pay Bobby McCain. He's a free agent, right? Mm-hmm. They could possibly not pay him this year. Yeah, and then true. all of a sudden, per- Percy Butler's role becomes huge uh, huge this year. Um, or, <laughs> like you said, Cam Curl, who uh, next year could be a free agent if we don't sign him. So, it's a, yeah, it's exactly what uh, Command This is saying. This is a great problem to have right now. You have good depth at a position that for years and years and years we were sitting there saying, can we just get a safety? Just get a safety. And then now we've got three really good ones, maybe four good ones, maybe even five good ones. Hmm. Good problem to have for now. So somebody's going to find, find their way out. We'll see, you know, it talent will always rise to the top. So if, it's gonna it'll sort itself out right now happy with the percy butler one also happy to see some of these faces in the chat right now we got roger in the command this podcast joining us late but hey we appreciate you joining us at all of course you're here watching here on youtube make sure you hit that like button for us oh yeah hit that like button what Make do you sure you subscribe to the channel as well as we continue <laughs> to talk about the 2022 draft for the washington commanders and the 
draft picks, how they fit with the team, whether or not, how do we like them after one season? So far, I've redone two picks. Did you guys redo any of the picks? I don't recall. I know, Stoner, you were kind of mm-hmm. upset still with the Mathis and the Brian Robinson. So you're on, on board with redoing those as well? Yep, absolutely. Second Trev saying pick. run it back? Nah, the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> just, we had this, dog. We and let's not also forget about that third rounder with Robinson. That was one we didn't have. Yes, that was right. Uh, that, that was, was the one from trade back. So that was like a lu- almost like a luxury pick. Draft. Speaking of a luxury <laughs> pick, it's one that to this day Stoner still dislikes, Terrible. and that is Sam Howell with the fifth round, oh. the first of two fifth round picks here. Uh, could be QB one for Washington this upcoming season. Stoner, you still don't like this pick in the fifth round. Yeah, I, I still don't. And and really, if I if I may, if the old back padding machine was working, everything pretty much happened the way I was afraid that it would, which was you weren't gonna see enough of him, and you were always going to hear the fans wanting howl no matter what would happen during the season. And now that puts the team in this rough position, and here we are. We're in that exact position. I still don't think Howell's the guy. He might end up being the guy. I just don't think he is. I haven't seen enough of him. Everybody loves the backup because you don't know what you got from him. The potential is there. Everybody loved Taylor Heineke until he became the starter. Now you still have those who who love him, but he's not the guy, right? We all know that. So I just didn't like using a fifth round pick on a guy who really you hoped would never play. You wanted Carson Wentz to work out. We all wanted him to work out. And if he had worked out, then we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have all of these issues, right? But he didn't work out. And now we're hoping and praying that a fifth rounder who we've never seen play except for one game, 19 total passes. We're hoping he's the future of this franchise. Get out of here. That's crazy talk. And by the way, I did like that they took their fourth round pick, I believe, their second fourth round pick, and turned it into two fifth rounders, which is, I believe, how we got these fifth rounders. But no, I don't like it. If he works out, I'm going to be the biggest idiot in the world. Which is not hard to do, but <laughs> I mean, I just you did just think- call fan favorite Brian Robinson Jr. a jag. So I mean, well, you're you're, you're quickly losing stock on uh, <laughs> right. on the there. There's no we have the hive, we have the howlers. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of stoner uh, fandom for your yeah. uh, for your stonely stonely only fans or stonely, stonely fans, fans. Is what it's called. Yeah, where's my stonely fans at? Let's go. You're All right, right Trev, like you. That being a carolina guy yep. that's why that's the only no, reason why no it's not no it's how, not. how do you feel about sam how one season in? and and mm-hmm. i know michael michael mentioned in there doesn't like uh draft or grading drafts after one year we're we're i i agree you really need a couple of years i'm not calling any of these guys bust or anything like that we're not trying to do that but we have to still decide after one year is this you know was there anything we would do differently or, or if these guys changed our minds and Brian Robinson as good of a year he had didn't change Stoner and I mind. Uh, but Sam Howe was somebody Stoner really didn't like, but now he's going to be forced to watch Trev. He was a guy that you liked. 
Yeah. And now you're part of the the, the howling crew yeah. here. I've loved him ever since I saw him play at Carolina. Mm-hmm. Stoner, you have this saying, if the guy that you have are targeting, no matter what he is, who he mm-hmm. is, where he's from, and he's available, you get your guy. Mm-hmm. Now, whether this is smoke or not, Ron made it clear that they he was a player in the quarterback position they were looking at the entire draft. They were not expecting him to be up at the fifth round. He was rumored to be a number one. Then he fell down, fell down, fell down, fell down, fell down. That, that's fine. It just means other teams didn't need a quarterback as bad as the Washington Commanders needed one. So if he's your guy, hold on, that you're targeting at that position, and he comes mm-hmm. up available higher than what you expected, you take him, and that's what they did. It's fine. Yeah, it, you don't know what he has. You don't think he's the guy. I think that's unfair because if you, nobody knew what Taylor had until we saw him play, then we found out. But mm-hmm. it's so easy to say, I don't think he's the guy when we have never seen him play. We don't know. That's not a fair judgment. We've seen preseason and one game, one meaningless, one meaningless game for the team, but for him it meant something, and mm-hmm. he balled out. I don't care yeah. anybody says the Cowboys had something to play yeah. for, and he – for for his first game in the NFL, his very first pass was a touchdown. He hey, it he balled out for a rookie in the court against the def, against the Dallas quarterback. I mean Dallas Cowboys. He balled out, quote unquote, not stat this is wise. Like Stoner's but, balling out with like five catches for fifty. I mean, yards you can still like ball out. It depends game. on how the attempts and all that. Anyways, he did great. He, there's nothing negative about that game except for that one pick in the end zone. Other than that, oh, that there, other than that. Understandable. He, he came back and redeemed himself. Cool, mm-hmm. calm, and collected. So I think it's yeah. unfair to say you don't know what he has. But if he's the guy that you've been targeting at that position and he's available before than you think he is, you take him. It's the draft. We might not know he might be the guy. He might not. He might be. We don't know. But if he's there, you take him. Then you groom him, develop him, and then you go from there. So that's why I don't, I'm not mad at the pick. What if we got a, a guard at the fifth round that we thought was – way better and he panned out then we'd be like oh we hit the pick two this is kind of unfair well that's different guards and and quarterbacks are different in terms of where they're selected you're gonna need a yeah but you're gonna need a guard faster than the quarterback mainly in these days like the Mm o-line gets hurt then the quarterback gets hurt it's kind of how you know it's whatever more interchangeable than the quarterback i love the pick i just if he's your guy that you're targeting and he's there before you thought he would be you take him no matter what because like you said stoner that's your guy he may not fit what everybody else thinks or what the fans think, but he might fit what goes on inside the buildings that we are not allowed to see or access. So it's kind of hard to really judge on on that. I think Rod, Roger Smith in the mm-hmm. in the chat here, mm-hmm. uh, first Trout saying that he doesn't have to Trout saying that they don't have to uh, reply in live chat because Trev, you're just speaking everything that Trout wants to say. <laughs> Roger saying uh, Ron changed the culture. Now it needs upgrading through sound draft choices and building for the future. Sam is the guy right now. Probably not the franchise QB for the long haul. Yeah, that's trouble. If he's, if he's the guy for now and he's How do you right know now. that, bro? You you can't fairly say that. I, I don't know that. <laughs> uh, I, I don't I'm just going with the odds. I'm just going to go with the odds. And what you were can the say odds on Brock Purdy doing something at all? Right. They were not good at all. But I, I feel bad for, for him with the injury, but he's not, injury, he's not nearly as good as people really want him to be. But he's not have to be, but he won seven games in a row. Yeah, you would too there, Trev, with the you had weapons around. 
You have oh, yeah. Trent Williams blocking for you. You have a, a, a great the, tight end, a great running back. You have a great defense. Just but Trev, they didn't they didn't select. I I understand what you're saying about how they kind of they targeted him and said yeah. this is the guy we want, but they didn't take him in the second round or the third round. Yeah, because or they the fourth have round. Now all of a sudden they're in the fifth round. They're like, well, we just have to do it for value. Let's take a flyer on this guy. They didn't say, well, he's there. This is our future. We don't know that. He they might have they might have they might have wanted him, but they probably thought they could get him later on because of how fast and fast and he was dropping. So it's like, okay, well, now we can go get um who fourth rounder, Percy Butler, fourth round, because Sam House's mm-hmm. still there. We can go get him. He's still where we thought he would be. We can go get Chris Paul or whatever or whoever it was before they him. They only drafted him so like, because he was available. Not because best player, best player be it's on their it's on their board though. Yeah, if he wasn't on their board at all and he was there, then I'd be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like you're just mm. because of his name. But if he's on their board at all, bro, and he pops up at the fifth round, you're gonna gamble and take something else that you don't know really much about just because you need the position, but you studied this player and he's there. You're gonna take that player unknown over, over the player that you studied. Mm-hmm. And you talk to in camp and all that stuff and interviews. You're gonna do that. Hey, um, Nathan, this yeah. is exactly this is exactly <laughs> why I didn't like the draft pick for yeah. these conversations that we're having right now. This for the uncertainty. You're gonna leave. I'll leave. You <laughs> no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying the conversations are great. I'm just saying the reason for the conversations is is an issue. So, so we're we're in the same position we were last year. Stoner, Stoner, we this don't is, this know is if the he's beauty the guy. of it. Hold on, this is the beauty of it, okay? As EP points out what everyone needs to do right now. Um EP or not EP, sorry. <laughs> Sam Howe, uh as I just shared EP's comment there. This Bradley is kind of hitting on one of the reasons why I liked it. I liked it I liked it last year when they did it and Stoner you didn't understand mm-hmm. it and I this is a value pick. This is a guy who, like everyone's saying, was a was a projected to be in the first round, even after you know the the QB boards were at. were falling. <laughs> right, people were still saying this was going to be a second round, second or third round kind of guy that you're going to be mm-hmm. picking up. He mm-hmm. happens to be there in the fifth. He was one. Of, he was actually one of my favorite QBs coming into this draft mm-hmm. because the guy can spin it. Yes, right? he absolutely. And as a fifth rounder. I'm not looking at QB one potential, but we have uh, QB two who was on the who ended up being QB one again this year, this past season, who isn't going to be under contract. So you just mm-hmm. got his replacement on the cheap. And if he works out, I realize this is a big if for a fifth round <laughs> rookie, especially here in Washington. You like you, you got him on the cheap for a while, mm-hmm. and as uh, it was a Bradley's comment there. If he stinks this year, you go in with him QB one, you get to roll the dice and you get to find that out now. Like it was, it was the perfect situation. I really think for Washington because you have Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz works out, you got his backup. If Carson Bingo. Wentz doesn't work out. You got your, you got this young guy who you roll the dice with. Either he works out and great, or he doesn't work out and great because you got Caleb Williams and a whole bunch of other great QBs yes. coming out. The next draft season. Yes. The second the second he had a good preseason game, we heard the howlers. What do you expect? Look who our quarterbacks have been, bro. 
When we but see, I'm just saying, when we see a 50 yard bomb, we go crazy. That's not good. That's not good for the overall. And we know Let that. me ask you this. Let you me ask both that. of you all this. <laughs> I didn't, I never bought a Wentz jersey. <laughs> yes, he uh, did. He has it. But yeah. let me ask you this, Trev. Okay. And give your honest opinion. Oh, I want your snap answer. Okay. 16th pick this year. Anthony Richardson's available. Are you drafting him? No. Oh my God. He was no. What do you do at Florida? What do you do? Tell me. What do you do? You're not. You're not taking a guy. We just took somebody from in Washington yeah. specifically. No. You're not taking We're going a guy. Going to with Anthony Richardson, Sam Howe, and possibly I don't By know. By the way, I'm ready to. I'm ready to lay down a dollar dollar bet, but like quadruple the money, whatever. I don't know the right term. Ten times the money. Hundred Anthony times Richardson the money. Going to be a better quarterback than Sam Howe. A gazillion times better. I'm Anthony prepared. Richardson is the next. Stop it. Josh he, Allen slash Cam Newton. He got to beef up to be Josh Allen a little bit. No, no, no. He's bigger than Josh Allen. He's like 235. Okay? He can run. He's got a rocket for an arm. You're taking His Anthony. issue is accuracy. You're taking, yeah, Hendon Hooker over Anthony Richardson all day. I didn't say which quarterback you would take. I know you didn't, but He's I'm telling you, that's off of the ACL injury. Who Hooker's is it? probably not going to be, be available at 16. He came off an ACL injury. He's going to drop faster than you think, so we'll take him. Anthony Richardson is the next big thing. Are you – you're just a Florida guy. That, that, I swear it's not a Florida he, thing. He's, I it, watched Florida. Rich, I wanted Richardson's to kill him. not going to be there at 16. I, wanna, yeah, I wanted to kill him at Florida because of how terrible he was. Oh, but he has what the hell? Let's, let's move on from, from the chomping here. I just wanted to here. ask that question. Let's move on. We'll have time to talk about the draft much, much later. Right now, we're talking about the upcoming draft. Right now, we're talking about the previous draft. I'm still taking Sam Howe. Trev's still taking Sam Howe. Stoner, you're you're going elsewhere with this one? I know I haven't Uh, seen a a wolf in the the chat to put the the button through, but uh, you're taking somebody else. Give you an idea of who else was out there. You had Darian Kennard, uh, guard from Kentucky. Uh, let's see. Inside linebacker Micah McFadden was taken the the two picks afterwards, uh, and of course, then there was the guy Washington took just five picks afterwards, which was Cole Turner. Mm. Everyone hyped this one up. Absolutely loved doing it here. As we finally have, we're going to close the howling chat uh, for now. As we move on to Cole Turner. Uh, but Gus Bus give me an excuse to press the button there. Uh, Cole Turner, thanks, uh, uh, Super Chef. There, salute, fellas. Take command. Absolutely. Um, Cole Turner, yep, probably the most hyped draft pick of 2022. Even even you, Stoner, and of well, for Washington, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Trev and I got to see him. You and you and I got to see him, Stoner, mm-hmm. and. We were just we were super excited to see him. The whole fan base was talking about how Cole Turner is going to be just this monster for Carson Wentz, for Washington in general. Gets injured, even when he that comes back bad. for an injury, he's not even beating out Bates. He's not even beating out a guy who was undrafted and a QB, mm-hmm. and Armani Rogers. Uh, so Stoner, what what do you think? You know, from the highs of being excited about this one to mm-hmm. the lows of wondering where he's even at in the depth chart. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot. See, 
the injury that he had at right at the end of training camp or towards the end of training camp must have been something pretty bad because as much as we hyped him and everyone wanted to hype him about being this you know wide receiver type in a tight end body coming out of college it was validated in training camp we all saw it he was winning mm-hmm. training camp he was the star of training camp mm-hmm. and he was making plays. He was making those, um, you know, go up and high point it type plays fades into the corners. He stole training camp until he got hurt. So maybe that injury really set him back. And then once the season got going, you had the emergence of Rogers, right? You had Logan coming back from his injury and he just couldn't work his way up that depth chart. I liked the pick. I still like the pick, especially fifth rounder. You don't expect a whole lot from fifth rounders. And he kind of delivered what a fifth rounder would, which is basically not a whole lot. So coming into next year, I think he's going to be a solid player for this team. Nothing special. But as a fifth rounder, I think you got you got somebody you can work with. Off the top of your head, if you've done your research, you know, you can mm-hmm. skip on it. Off the top of your head, either one of you, how many catches and yards did he end up with at the end of the season? I would say single digits. I would probably say like six or seven catches for maybe 60 yards. Okay. That would be my guess. Yeah, I was going to say like six or seven catches for 42 yards. I could have sworn I I was right there with you guys. I was just like, he had like a couple, you know, he's had quite a few little catches there and, you know, somewhere in like the 50 yardage range. He Mm -hmm. He ended up with two catches. Wow. For 23 yards. And that was in the Chicago game. But he had both catches in that both game, catches in the Chicago, never another catch, never another catch. He had three coming back from injury in the game against Tennessee, three targets, no catches. Hmm. Uh, and then those two catches on the two targets against uh, Chicago and then ends up with four targets. The rest of the year does nothing with them. Um, wow. He did play the San Francisco do. game. It doesn't look like he registered a single snap offensive snap anyways against hmm. the Giants. Cleveland or Dallas. Yeah, it was surprising the way his season went, especially like I said in training camp. He was he was off the charts in training camp and then just nothing. Oh, we were all we were all giddy about the tight ends. We're you yeah. know, Armani Rogers, Cole Turner, like these guys are just massive human beings. And that's even coming from a guy who's six foot three, two hundred and fifty pounds. Like this, these yeah. guys were towering over me. I'm like, this is this is gonna be a good unit. Turns out height isn't everything. Uh, maybe it was a maybe it was a Carson Wentz loves his tight ends kind of deal in training mm-hmm. camp, and then he got hurt. And by the time say, he came back, they were to Heineke. They moved down to say, Heineke. Yeah, it's maybe so many it was like that. that injury is probably worse than what it was. No continuity with any of the quarterbacks or the offense really because he was in and out. So with the quarterbacks, yeah, um, and he's just got uh, and then our off- in front of him. Our offense was so well. No, our offense was so bad that it. We didn't include tight ends in any of our offense anymore. It was run or throw yeah, the ball to Terry. That was our <laughs> that was our offense. That was the we, offense. We never looked for them in the red zone. We never looked for them on third downs, really. And we did. Logan was in there because they didn't trust Bates, Rogers, or Turner. So I'm not ready to say it was a bad pick. I loved the pick at the time. He mm-hmm. was like you, like we all, like you just said, stud coming out of college, stud in camp, stud in OTAs, injuries, bad timing. This year's a wash. I look for him to come out and have a better quote unquote rookie year next year. Be you know, hopefully at least some stability. Let's hope so. 
Uh, yeah, I'm definitely running this one back. Uh, noticeable, n- notable name coming just two picks after him was Tyler Algier, running back mm. out of BYU that mm. went to Atlanta. So just we didn't need one of those. Out that and uh, pointing that one <laughs> out there the that you, there's that value in the oh, fifth round. Uh, but yeah, Cole Turner, someone I'm looking to run it back because Logan mm. Thomas that we talked about potentially getting yeah. uh, getting cut. And so you Armani need a pass Rogers, that you want yeah. Armani Rogers is still raw. Maybe Cole Turner develops and uh, moves up the depth chart there. So yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm I was happy with it. I was excited about it. I'm very mid about it right now, but I do want to yeah. run run this one back. Uh, one I also want to run back uh, and run behind is Chris Paul, the offensive mm-hmm. lineman uh, taken late. All I hear is raving reviews about you know him, but that he's raw. He finally got a chance to play. And that was against Dallas. What do you guys make of, you know, this, these are these kind of late seventh round picks here. We'll just do Chris Paul and Christian Holmes together because neither one of them really makes too much of an impact as you don't really expect that from mm-hmm. your seventh rounders. Uh, but what do you guys uh, make for, for these two seventh round picks that we had? Start with you, Trev. Depth guys. I don't see Chris Paul being a starting player for us anytime soon. He's too raw, as they said. Yeah, he's got the potential there. He's shown flashes, obviously, because they they liked him. They brought him in later on the season. But I still think that they're going to try and shore up the offensive line via free agency one more round, especially if this is Rivera's quote-unquote last year. I don't think he's ready enough to take that leap. He'll be like another Sadiq Charles, I think, that we have for us. Mm-hmm. You know, with, you know, pretty serviceable in college. Um can fill in if needed, but never was quite ready to take on that starting role and run with it. Um, so it is what it is. And Christian Holmes, they say he's a lockdown corner in, at in college. I don't really see that after the first year. He didn't get too much burn out there, but when he did, he was getting burned. So he's mm-hmm. another raw prospect, I think. Good to have position depth as a body, um, but I'm not like – to like, woo, yeah, like we're going to see a bunch of them next year. I'm so excited. It's just like, uh, if they play, then good. If not, they're seventh okay. round. Yeah, no big I, deal. I liked Chris Paul. I, I was upset with him for a lot of the year that he couldn't beat out Norwell or Trey Turner for that yeah, he's, starting he's on guard. Oh, yeah, nobody's yeah. beating Rivera's guys out no matter what. I think, yeah, I think he was like three weeks where he was my no-go for the game just because he didn't even play. And yeah. he couldn't beat out those guys who were absolutely terrible. But I watched that that Dallas game, and I went and watched every single offensive play, just focusing on Chris Paul. And I thought he was fantastic. Okay, he was getting off, you know, blocks to get to the second level to get linebackers. Right, he was pummeling dudes. He was doing very well in pass pro. I thought he was really, really good. Now I saw one game. The coaches see him every day in practice and couldn't get him into the lineup. Do you so think that is because different. these these Trey Turner and the Norwells, those guys are vets and those guys are somebody they who Ron him. Rivera can trust? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, a huge role. But I was really, really impressed with him. Stoner. Yeah, man. Real quick, Nathan. I don't mean to backtrack, but yeah. This is kind of like the same thing with the Sam Howell one. I knew you're going there. I knew you're going there. Go ahead, bring it. You're so excited about the one game performance in Chris Paul that you're ready mm-hmm. to, you know, take the next step, and then yeah. all of, all of us are ready for the same reason Sam Howell. But 
you're quite not ready. I don't understand. That's correct. I don't understand that. Trev, just, don't uh, please do not compare the quarterback <laughs> position Bro, to I'm an offensive they, they line. They play in the NFL. They play offense. Right. The it quarterback position is so different. Bro, you got to protect the quarterback. You gotta, right. You have to protect them. Trev, so you, don't change it. You're talking about valuable. comparing. It's the, just almost as, as valuable as the quarterback. My whole thing sure. is. Here's my no. Here's my whole my whole argument it's, is it's not close. But you're okay. excited about a seventh rounder's one game performance, yes. and right. we're not allowed to be excited over a one game performance over a fifth rounder, regardless yes. of position. <laughs> and they both played great in the same game, is mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Okay, why is that? All right, let me give you a whole list of reasons. Sorry, Nathan. the whole list. No, I was three things. A whole list, or just the top ten. I was going there. All right, good. Okay. First of all, Give it a cocktail, Sam Howell though. completed 11 <laughs> passes, okay, 19 dropbacks where he had to do more or less do his job, okay? There are there are some handoffs, okay? That's not even a job, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Chris Paul had to play every single play, right? And he had to make those decisions and plays every single play. But the most important thing is, Trev, mm-hmm. is that an offensive lineman, his value to the team and where they were drafted is so much different than a quarterback. A quarterback has so many more things to process and be successful at to be successful. That's that's on him as a quarterback. An offensive lineman can make mistakes out there, right, and get away with it. A quarterback can't do that, okay, because they have these other offensive linemen that are – helping them. Now there are times obviously you make mistakes and you can't get away with it. But you can get away with it from the offensive line standpoint. So watching him for 70 plays or whatever it was on offense, the same amount different. as Sam Howell took because Sam no, Howell quarterback. That's what I'm saying because he was handing the ball off 45 times, whatever it was. I don't remember the exact numbers. Okay? And Chris Paul has to make a play for all the running plays as well, whereas the quarterback does not. So that's why he gets a little bit more leeway in terms of evaluating him in one game as opposed to a quarterback. If, that's the if, biggest reason. But should if, if quarterback play is the most important play mm-hmm. of the game, they take mm-hmm. all the blame no matter what. The yep. blame falls on them. Yeah. Shouldn't you be more excited over that position rather than the offensive lineman after one game? Uh, no, because the offense, the quarterback hasn't shown enough. It's only one game. It's only nineteen plays. It's only, and and it's at a position to where you need so many reps in order to be better and be evaluated. But with an <laughs> offensive lineman, you don't need. You you know what I mean? You get okay. 70 plays in one game as opposed to a quarterback might only get 19. No, that's 19 dropbacks. He definitely right. ran 70 plays. Right, but he just handed the ball plays, But now I'm just being pandemic to try to shift you're just, the conversation. You're just going here, like so this. Running just, in here, circles. here, go. <laughs> go. Go behind Chris Paul. Who's out there? Trev has a fair argument that you are ba- still basing it on on one game. Yes, there is a few more plays that yes. that Chris Paul gets to make. <laughs> uh, that and then Sam Howe. Regardless, it's one game. 
I liked the pick because I like taking big men, especially developmental ones, Late. fifth through seventh round. Correct. You're going to find some gems. You're going to have, I mean, yeah. say what you will about Charles Leno. The guy was a seventh round pick oh, and he's made, he's played nine years in this league and he's deserved to be in the league for, for nine years. He's going to make for it to 10. And Chris Paul could potentially become that kind of offensive guard. Maybe you're not getting, um, you know, Sheriff all pros, Brandon but, Sheriff. you know, Sheriff, Sheriff was taken in the top 10. Chris Paul's oh. taken in the seventh round. As long as you get some, oh. if you get, if you get five to seven years of solid guard play, even as a backup for Chris Paul, that's a, that's a, that's a pick well worth it. Right. I mean, Sadiq Charles was a fourth round pick and he's still yeah. been with Washington his entire career. And that honestly is probably a little high for Sadiq Charles, but as a seventh <laughs> rounder, you last four years in this league and maybe go sure. be on somebody else's practice squad. You've done a lot as a seventh rounder. So I liked the Chris Paul. I think that he does have potential to be a Mahler. I think that you see that and that, that Dallas game kind of like you see Sam Howell was, uh, has some kind of potential there for you. And on Christian Holmes, he played yeah, uh, 10% yeah, of right. <laughs> yeah. only 103 323 special teams. That's what he was here for is special That's teams. And I, I think that this is going to be more so than Percy Butler because I think Percy Butler has a chance to potentially get on the starting roster. Holmes is going to start if things get dire in the, uh, and, uh, on, on the corner thing. But yep. he he's going to be your special teams ace. He's going to be your trap key. He's going to be your, mm. your Jeremy Reeves who five years from now is coming out and be, just being that special teams guy. Uh, and if he does more, great. He, again, he's a seventh rounder. <laughs> that's that's. But I'm not going to nitpick our seventh round picks. They're good to go for me. Good to go from you too. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's good because we are going to be moving on to the cool down because Ron Rivera said some pretty spicy oh, no. things, mm, uh, and uh, Eric Benemy yeah. also Let's said uh, some uh, some <laughs> fun things as well. We're going to be going over that here in the cool down. The cooldown is brought to you by Manscaped. Ever since my Nathan started using their products, I can't cool down. Fellas, trust me, go to Manscaped right now and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code REF. Your ladies will appreciate you. Now back to Trev, Stoner, and my Manscaped man, Nathan. <laughs> 